You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Welcome to episode 6 of Cinematic Blind Spots. We are your hosts. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And tonight, Adam, I told you eventually I would uh, introduce you to some obscure horror films, and tonight I have done just that. I knew it was only a matter of time. Well, it's only fair that I uh, I introduced you to an obscure-ass piece of animation last week, so yeah. Um, This week should be horror-themed. Obscure horror. So without giving away, I'm not even going to give the title yet, but just what are your general thoughts on this movie? Like, were you shocked by it? Did it take you off guard? Catch you off guard? (laughs) Some of the uh, stupidity of some of the characters kind of took me off guard. But no, I mean, um, I I did have some issue with some of the special effects in them, or some of the, I guess you would call them like uh, gore effects. We'll, we'll, I'll t- we'll get into I'll, I'll, the we'll details. Get in, we'll get into I just the want to know your general like, did it catch you off guard? Because sometimes these obscure horror films, you just you, you, you don't, don't know, know what you're getting coming. into. Yeah, yeah. Well, as far as obscure horror films, this one is a bit more formulaic. I mean, it's not like a Maximum Overdrive or something like that, or a, or the Car or something like. That. Okay, I just did two car themed horror movies. I got to <laughs> stop doing that. Um, yeah, certain aspects of it caught me off guard. The the biggest thing that caught me off guard about this movie is I did not know that Ricky Lake was an actress before she was a talk show host. <laughs> I kid you not, I didn't know that. So with that, we're going to get into it. So this movie, yes, has Ricky Lake. Also stars Tracy Lords, who I know from watching my Skinamax days. <laughs> and also, High quality entertainment. Yeah, they, exactly. And also Ted Raimi, younger brother of Sam Raimi, who I first saw in Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. See, I never watched Xena Warrior Princess. My friends did. They also watched Hercules. I didn't get as much into that one. Oh, like, was he I'm was like, he in Hercules too? Sometimes his character, all the characters in those shows. Oh, so those were like a. a, a I think they were both extended in universe. New yeah. Oh, okay. Because like that's the first time I saw Bruce Campbell. He has a character as a thief, and he showed up on both of those shows. Oh, really? Before I ever saw Evil Dead, was Sam Raimi anything to do with that I'm show? I'm thinking he had to be. Because I'm, I'm looking on Ted Raimi's uh, IMDb, like half the stuff on his IMDb is stuff to do with Evil Dead. You know, he was in the Evil Dead video game, the what the Evil Dead or Ash versus Evil Dead, just all this stuff, and uh, Spider Man, obviously the Spider Man trilogy that Sam Raimi did. The thing that took me off guard was he was in Invader Zim. He was the voice of Invader Scooge, which I did not believe that when I first heard it. So. Also, this movie is directed by a guy named Yvonne Naji. Naji? Is that. I learned that that's how they pronounce it by watching an interview with Ted Raimi on the Blu ray. Okay. They kept saying Yvonne Naji. Okay, because I was saying Ivan <laughs> Nagy or I, I Nagy. Thought that, I thought that too. Okay, well, th- I mean, this guy, good grief. He directed Chips, the original Chips TV show. He directed Starsky and Hutch, the original TV show. He directed. Captain America 2, Death Too Soon, which was yes. a TV movie. Yes, that's the one I had. The only, the only movie I saw on his IMDb that I didn't completely go, <laughs> yeah, was um, The Hitchhiker. I've heard of The Hitchhiker. I haven't seen it, though. Wasn't that a Stephen King book? No, and I think the movie you're actually thinking about is The Hitcher. Oh, was it? Oh, The Hitcher. I think. Oh, yeah. No, no, I think he did The Hitchhiker. 
Okay, <clears throat> but I think you're thinking it's the hitchhiker. Maybe, maybe. But he's actually most famous for he was Heidi Fleiss's boyfriend when she was that high profile call girl back in the eighties. Oh, really? And that was what he was most famous for known as known being. Wow. Yeah. What a what a claim to fame. <clears throat> Now, I looked up this movie, and I could not find anything on it on Box Office Mojo. I couldn't find anything about the budget for it. Uh, On Rotten Tomatoes, there is no critic score, and there is an audience score of 36%. Ouch! Yeah, that's that's definitely not good. The thing that did surprise me was watching this, seeing uh, special effects was KMB. KMB. KMB, which is Robert Kurtzman, Greg Nicotero, and Howard Berger. So the later two are on like Walking Dead. Oh, really? They do the Walking Dead, but when that was Kurtzman's left since then. But back then they did like Day of the Dead for Romero. Oh, they I think they first worked on Creep Show. Like really? they are a high profile special effects. That, that is effects a scene. serious pedigree. Yeah, that, so that, when I was that leads it, me to question yeah. some of the special <laughs> effects in this movie. Well, I don't know how much the actual K and B because that's those guys' names. Uh huh. You know, got to work on it versus their people just their under company. them. Okay, yeah. okay. So I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm. But I was just surprised to even see their name pop up. I was like, oh, wow, okay. So this movie has a tagline of madness is only skin deep. <laughs> okay. That's about what you would expect from this movie. Oh, and so the listeners know when we, when we post about this movie, I'm going to first post the original theatrical poster Mm -hmm. and it has a picture of tracy lords on the front but just no going in she looks nothing like that in this movie yes just that's how they did it back then i guess they like to false advertise with their movie posters (laughs) yeah kind of like uh uh rolling vengeance did (laughs) people on the cover weren't even in the movie not even the actors so obviously this movie starts off it was it was well it, it was weird because it was released in Italy in 93 and released in the US in 95 couldn't figure out why but when you hear the first note of this musical score you know it means serious business in like 90s cuz it's just all synthesizer all you know just like oh, okay. this ringing notes and and just really creepy ominous stuff you then and, and then we get kind of a montage kind of an opening credit montage we see this woman, Tracy Lord, standing like on the edge of a river. I, 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 my first note, I called her preacher lady because she she said stuff that sounded like it could be from the Bible, and she was wearing like a crucifix. But you know, she's wearing this hat. Her hair is all off to one side, and she's just standing there, going like, "Oh, he'll be back. A dog always returns to its vomit." Blah blah blah. blah. It was like, what is up with this lady? And then we get shots of. Some creepy guy with glasses also walking Before through the water. The, you get the shot of just the knives. And oh, yeah, the just bag the knives in the, the bag, knives. yes. And he's walking along holding this bag of knives, just walking through very shallow water. Like, is he trying to hide his tracks or what? Um, then we see, I, I think it's this, like, bloody hook and chain. And then we see a woman hanging from said bloody hook and chain. Yeah, I don't know if this is in, like, some kind of dungeon. Yeah, we don't know basement. where this is. It's just a very dark area. And it keeps going back and forth between that woman mm-hmm. and then the guy we see pouring water all over him. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's like pouring... just he's like just play. He's not like cup. He, he was cupping water. Yeah. I thought he was like trying to drink, but he's just cupping water and letting it run out and like just playing with water. So I don't know what this guy's deal is with water. <laughs> so then we are introduced to our I would I don't even want to call her the heroine of the story because she doesn't really do much. No. But Ricky Lake, who plays Carrie. 
um, is living in a kind of crappy old house and she is arguing with her husband on the phone. Uh, Apparently they have just moved into this house and um, all of a sudden she's alone in this house and then suddenly this guy just walks in, the same guy we saw with the glasses. Before he walks there, I love this line. She's on the phone with him, they're arguing. She's like, I love you, you jerk. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she has a very strange relationship with her husband. Very much so. But, um, oh no, yeah, it's the guy with the glasses and the bag of knives. He's in her house. But, oh no, he's here to rent a room. Wonderful, yay. His name is actually Dennis Skinner. Skinner. How subtle can you get? In case we didn't say it, that, that's the Ted Raimi character. Yeah, that is Ted Raimi's character. Um, so we never find out what town they're supposed to be in. It's just like little Nowheresville, USA, 1990. But uh, Ricky Lake apparently doesn't like it. Carrie does not like it. She's, you know, saying, oh, it's not a very good neighborhood. But um, so she just decides that Skinner can be her renter. They're, they're, they've got her spare room and and Skinner's going on about how his previous landlady died. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure under mysterious circumstances, yeah. <laughs> she probably went missing. There's some camera work in this scene that kind of left me reeling, like literally, because the camera's like swooping up and down and around this shitty little apartment. I'm like, why do we need this kind of establishing shot? This is... Uh, whatever. And, and one, one note I had is like, apparently th- this house is like two stories. It, it looked like, you know, probably from the 1800s, early 1900s, like an old house. But this house only has two bedrooms? <laughs> this big-ass house only has two bedrooms. That was what I could not believe. But, um, so she decides that Skinner... Can rent that? Can rent the spare room and mainly hey, because he's the first. Mainly person because he's the first person. No background check, no <laughs> rental history, no nut, no credit. And she check. even tells him that you're the first person that's come to look. So yeah, you can have it if you want it. And he's just like, "Good to be home. <laughs> it is good to be home." So from there, we get. I still have her written as blonde preacher lady, um, but she is Heidi, Heidi. Yep, and she is renting a hotel room. She is limping, we've noticed now, and she's carrying some kind of a case. It looks like a musical instrument case, almost. Um, so she's going to this seedy little hotel. The guy sitting at the... <laughs> I wrote down seedy as well. The guy at the hotel desk is sitting there playing solitaire with, like, pinup cards, like nudie cards or something. Like, wow, that's, a, that's customer service for you. But this guy, Richard Schiff... He's been in a lot of stuff. I'm, I noticed him immediately. He was in the, he was, um, in, uh, the West Wing... He was in Seven. He was in The Lost World. And the funny was the character he plays in Skinner is named Eddie. And the character he played in The Lost World was named Eddie. Hmm. So, um, he rents this room to Heidi. And he obviously thinks she's hot. I mean, she is kind of yeah. hot in like a weird hooker preacher kind of way, I guess. <laughs> hooker preacher. Hooker preacher. I just, I just made up a new profession. <laughs> <laughs> So she gets up to her room and she's like stumbling around and she And did looks... you think the room was like, like I put down, it's very blue. Like the color palette was just, it, this room was so blue. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was like, why is it so blue? Well, there are a lot of, a lot of scenes in this movie where like a, a certain color palette just takes over. And I guess that was just something they did in the 90s. Um, I've got a note about that later. Okay. Um, so... She gets up to her room and she 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 has these like really long gloves on, and she takes one of them off. She takes the left one off, and that's when we see that her hand is all burnt up looking. It's all yeah, a lot of scarring. A lot of scarring there. 
And her case that looks like a trumpet musical instrument case is full of drugs. And she is injecting something into her burnt up hand. And she's, she also covers the mirror with yeah, a bunch of newspaper. The mirror, well, yeah, she buys a newspaper and then uses the newspaper just to cover the mirror. I guess she just doesn't <laughs> want to look at herself. Right. And uh, there is a picture of Skinner in her case. So she is obviously hunting this guy. Um, or obsessed with him. Or obsessed we, with we him. We don't know hunting at this point. Yeah, yeah, yes. Obsessed with him. I I did not get like an obsessed girlfriend vibe from him. I got a I got kind of like I have to kill this guy kind of a kind of a vibe. Um, she did not seem love struck to me. True. So um, yeah, she injects the meds mm-hmm. in. It you can tell as she falls back on the bed. It's it's messing with her. It's about to knock her out, and she's just saying, "I find you. I promise I will find you." Yeah. Um, very, I mean, just peak, excellent writing in this, in this movie. We'll, we'll, yeah, just the, the, the screenplay is a masterpiece. <laughs> then from here, we're back with Dennis and Carrie. Back, back with Dennis house. and Carrie. And he, this guy is obviously stalking his new landlady. Yes. And he is sweating he profusely. Is, yes. As he stands outside her bedroom. Yes. While and, she's sleeping. And I, and I made the note, good Lord, she fell asleep fast. Like she's like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to bed. And a couple seconds later, the next shot is her just dead asleep. <laughs> Um, we get more footage of Skinner playing with water from the faucet. He's just like sitting, not washing his hands or anything. He's just sitting there like playing just with it, letting it, it, letting it run through his, run through his fingers. And at this point I made the note that the water seems like it's calming him. Maybe. Yeah. It seems like the water is what calms him down. Maybe. So I don't know. That, that, that is possible. I didn't even think about that. That yeah. is entirely possible. Next shot, next scene, it is broad daylight and Skinner is walking around with his bag of tools. He just walks around with his bag all the time and it's a, it's not like a little a little like a lunch bag or anything. It's this big canvas tool bag. Yes. And looking for a day hooker. I made the note that the first day hooker he finds looks a lot like Cher. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, his one request of this woman is, may I call you Carrie? Yes. So it's been like less than 24 hours and he's already fantasizing about killing his landlady. We don't get any really grotesque scenes just yet. We just get like a real quick flash of him cutting skin. Cutting skin. And, and then you get that calm flowing water. Yeah, calm flowing water again. Well, I think it's calming him. That's, that's, a, good, uh, that's a good analogy, I think. Um after that, we are introduced to Carrie's husband, Jeff, who is played by David Warshawski. And I have seen a lot of the stuff that, that, I, that I looked on, on his IMDb, but I don't really remember him from much. He was in Running Scared. He was in both of the Now You See Me movies. He was in There Will Be Blood. He was in Captain Phillips. He's been in a lot. I just don't really remember him from much. Um, he is home now. He is a he is a truck driver, over the road truck driver, and he seems to be like a total dick. Yeah, he comes in. He's screaming her name. Yeah, he, he complaining. There's no beer. Mm-hmm. He just plops down on the couch and then <laughs> finds another man's pair of shoes. Yep, and is obviously not happy about that. Nope. At this point, Carrie comes home. She's mm-hmm. been to the grocery store to get stuff for mm-hmm. him, knowing that he was coming home. Right. Of course, he confronts her about the the sneakers. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, they're Dennis's. And he's like, who the fuck is Dennis? Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't just say that. You don't You don't just say, like, those are some guy's shoes. You say, oh, those are our new tenant's shoes right. or something like that. But I was like, oh, there's just some new guy here. And, and of course, right at this point, Dennis just happens to show up. Mm-hmm, happens timing. to show up. 
Just his jovial self being really nice, kind of in a very creepy way. Yeah, he always does this weird smile. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, a sideways yeah. glance and smile. kind of. In, uh, he, Ted Raimi definitely fits the look of a creepy-ass serial killer yeah, he plays in this it movie. Well. He plays it very well. He, he gets a little comical at a couple points in this movie, but for the most part, he plays it very well. So we cut back to Heidi. And before she, that, Jeff 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 leaves him this comment: "Welcome home, asshole." Oh yeah, to well, himself. Well, actually. yeah, he's saying that he's to saying himself. That to himself. Once left the room. He's like, "Yeah, big welcome." I was like, "Well, you, you were kind of a dick. I could understand that <laughs> not being a very you not getting a very good welcome." So we're back to Heidi now. Seeing her left leg is all messed up, just like her left arm. While Eddie from the front desk is spying on her through holes in the wall, oh, like. Yep. The, like, the walls must have been made out of particle board or something because, like, you can see it's just nothing there. And he's, he's like, lifting up pieces of paper, like, peering through. He's, like, being a total, total perv. Yep. She is, now we, you know, she is utterly obsessed with Skinner. She's always looking at his photo and saying shit like, you can't run forever. I know the places you go and stuff like that. And just going on. And then she licks the photo. <laughs> she licks the photo, like, Okay, uh, yeah, at this point, yeah, maybe you could say, yeah, maybe she's like a crazy ex-girlfriend or something. Maybe she's the real bad guy in this movie. <laughs> and from there, we get Dennis, enough, walking, yeah, the Dennis walking the streets, stalking some graffiti-riddled area again, looking for another hooker. Broad daylight. This hooker just comes out like, hey, I haven't got it all night. It's broad daylight. It's... <laughs> Whoever made this movie has no concept of time when it comes to, like, daylight. Well, I have notes about that later. But, yeah, I don't. Ha- I haven't got all night. It's broad fucking daylight. This has to be the dumbest hooker I have ever seen in a horror movie. <laughs> she is, like, like, he's like, hey, can we go somewhere in private? private? Yep. And she's like, oh, that's going to be extra. She's like, oh, that's fine. I can pay extra. So she takes him back to this shitty little apartment. Again, okay, you're talking about color palettes. This whole scene is pink. <laughs> everything in this scene is pink. The lights, the bed, the, everything is pink. And she is just following every little order that he gives her. Like, she lays on the bed and he's like, okay, tie your feet to the bed. And he's like, okay. Like, this this woman has never seen a horror movie before. <laughs> so she ties her, ties her feet to the bed and then he ties her arms to the bed and is like, okay, I'm going to go get dressed. Now, no peeking. No looky-loos. He says looky-loos. I've... Couldn't believe that. No looky lose until I'm done. So at one like like you don't see Skinner, but you see his shadow coming out of the little bathroom that she right. has there. And she kind of opens her eyes, and that's when he like, I told you not to look, you bitch. I'm gonna have to so, what did he say? I'm it gonna says, have to punish I, you. I told you not to look while I was getting dressed. We're gonna have a talk, you yeah. bitch. And and he puts his hand it's, over her mouth, and it's at first I thought it was some kind of a glove with like with oh, like okay, fingernails yeah. on the glove. Right. It wasn't until later on in the movie I realized that that was actual skin. Right. <laughs> he and was he snaps her neck, and he snaps her neck right there. We get more cuts to the knives cutting more skin open, mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. f- calm flowing water, calm flowing again. water, and then back to Carrie again. She does not really have like a big part in this movie. She's just the dumb, hapless, unsuspecting landlady. Um, she's doing laundry. And finds a towel with blood all over it. Which leads me to wonder, how has Skinner made it this long without getting caught with he lets his landlady do his laundry? (laughs) 
That would be like, I don't know, that'd be like Dexter letting someone else drive his boat while he dumps bodies into the into the Gulf of Mexico or something. And as she's going upstairs, you get lots of blues again. Mm-hmm. I put the more blue lighting. Mm-hmm. So she goes in his room and finds more yeah. bloody laundry as he just pops up behind her. He comes out from what I'm guessing is his closet yeah, or Yeah, something like that. And then he's standing behind her mm-hmm. to make it look like he's just now coming into the room, mm-hmm. even though he obviously was there. He turns on the light and just does this creepy stare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like head head tilted down <laughs> looking up at her. It's creepy as hell. So from there... He tells her he that tells he, her, he cut himself mm-hmm. and he's a hemophiliac, which is why there's so much blood. That's what he says. Right. And, of course, she believes it because she's a character in a horror movie and they're all idiots. And she just says, yeah, okay, I'll wash these towels for you. Mm-hmm. And then he, he smiles at her and then goes right back into that creepy stare. Yeah, yeah. He goes downstairs and is pouring a glass of water. And by pouring, I mean he's just letting it run over the sides <laughs> And just kind of stands there, looks at it. So, yeah, maybe you're right. And he's, he doesn't he say something like the, the water yeah, calms says, me or something like that? He likes the way the light plays off it and mm-hmm. the way it's always moving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because she, she gets mad and yells at about yeah. the price of water. Yeah, like, she's just like, water. what are you doing? Just from off camera. For a second, I thought it might be like a inner monologue because I, I didn't even realize it was her. Uh, and then and then we see that he does not know how to drink from a glass because he just goes like <laughs> bottoms up and just pouring water everywhere. And tells her he's going to find a he's job. He's going to find a job. And he finds one quick. Finds one very quick. He cuts to, he's already got a job. Already got a job his... mopping a warehouse floor. <laughs> Why? It's not like it's a and, shiny floor or anything. And then he starts dancing with the mop. And he's dancing with his mop, yes. Um... And that's and, then, and um he we meet the uh the the security guard with the dog with the dog yes. with this big German shepherd and he's like oh well the dog likes you you must be okay so this guy's obviously an idiot and the dog doesn't know any different <laughs> back to Heidi Heidi is still shooting up something we still don't know what she's doing with all these drugs or I guess they're just like painkillers because she must be this, in a lot of pain but she breaks the needle yep. off in her skin. And, and throws the and needle. throws the needle. Yeah, it's like ah, and throws the needle. Um, Skinner is walking through his new workplace, looking for new kill spaces. I guess. Yeah, but based on the music, that's what you're supposed to get because that's he's just walking. Yeah, he's just the music walking, tells you that. It's but he's like to be pushing worse. open doors and like yeah, he's feeling around in the dark. Yeah, that's why I say he goes in walking around like he can't see anything, even though it's very brightly lit. At least. Yeah, at least for the movie it is. I guess we're supposed to be able to see more than he can. He's filling around the walls. He ends up knocking down a wall. Mm -hmm. Knocks down a pipe and some sort of a chest or whatever. And he's happy because he's found this big empty room that nobody seems to know about. Mm -hmm. Then back at his place, Carrie is making dinner. And apparently she does not own a potato peeler. Because she is trying to peel a potato with, like, Michael Myers' kitchen knife. (laughs) That's not how you peel a potato. Apparently, she cannot afford a potato peeler or something. Skinner then shows off his abilities to skin a chicken that uh, that Carrie is making for dinner. At least, I think it was a chicken. Well, first, he comes up behind her and just slams the knife into the chicken. Yeah, just like... (laughs) And, yeah, that's not disconcerting at all. Uh, Disconcerting. Then they start dancing. Then they start dancing. Well, well, first, you can hear... 
some newscast on the radio that sounds like talking about one of his victims being found or something. Okay. And he doesn't turn it off. He just kind of lets it play. Or no, he changes the channel and is like, oh, I love this song. So yeah. he and Carrie are briefly dancing around the kitchen while he's still holding the knife. And I'm just like, okay, dude, when are you going to, when are you going to get to this? I know you're going to, no, you're going to try and kill her. And again, he is standing outside her room at night. When she gets a call from Jeff, suddenly Jeff is acting like a decent husband. He's like, hey, I just I just missed your voice. I wanted to hear your voice and see. I love you. Yep. And Dennis is outside. And Dennis just is outside listening just listening calling. in on all of this. Yep. He's even t- like turning the doorknob, thinking about going in while she's on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so... Him, him walking, him through, walking water. through water again. And, and, he just, and as I put, just puts his hand down just to feel it. Mm-hmm. I think it like I said, it's got to calm him. And I think, because like at first you see a shot that's like looking down on him in the water, and it looks like it's dark. It looks like it's nighttime. <laughs> but then it looks like it cuts to daylight instantly, the, like the very next shot. Right. Then we see, off in the distance, maybe 50 feet away, Heidi, Heidi. Yep. also standing in water. This led me to believe that maybe this was some kind of a weird dream sequence or something. Like, she's she's standing there. She sees him. Is she going to do anything? Nope, she just says, she's just predictable. Like, he's, he's predictable. He's not going to get away with it again. Mm-hmm. Which, and then we cut to Skinner finding another hooker. hooker? He loves his hookers. He loves his hookers, yeah. Um, but this hooker is, like, trying to walk away from him. Yeah, he is he stalking is, he her. He is stalking her. And it's not until he's like a foot behind her, she turns around and is like, are you following me? But we also see during this scene that Heidi, Heidi is, is also stalking, following she's him. She's stalking Dennis. She is stalking Dennis. Yep. He, he, but, when he, but when she stops and says, are you following her? He clubs her on the he head. He clubs her on the head and then proceeds to cut her throat. Yep. <clears throat> Heidi comes up behind him and hits him with that case she's carrying or something. And he's just like, <laughs> he's yeah, like he laughing, does. like really comically running away. And yeah, she, I was making some strange, yet very gleeful screams. Yeah, he yeah, on. he's like like a shitty version of the Joker. And all she does is just call him a coward. Yeah, she she's like, after him, yeah, she... yeah. <laughs> I have so many problems with with Heidi. We'll get into this in a minute. But <laughs> so, so she's and, telling the hooker she's going to be all right, mm-hmm. and I don't know where this walkway is, but all of a sudden Dennis is back around behind Heidi. It looked like it was behind. It looked like it was between like two shipping crates or something. Okay, so he must have like run around real quick and then clubbed Heidi on the head yep. and just left her there and walked off with the hooker. Okay. Yep. And so he is now skinning this hooker. And, in that uh, room that he found earlier. In the room that he found earlier. He's and, talking. And, and, when, and when you're going through that room, though, I mean, no, the barrel, mm-hmm. it had like a head in it. Mm-hmm. There's a chopped off hand sitting on top of yeah. it. So obviously he just found this room, but he's obviously he's, been working. He's been a busy little boy. <laughs> So now we can finally see him in action. He is literally skinning this dead hooker and talking about how his father was like a, a doctor or something or a Some mortician. Kind of mortician, yeah. Yeah, because he said he insisted on performing his mother's post-mortem when she died. So, And he made six-year-old Dennis watch as he literally pulled his mom's face, face off. Yep. <laughs> and he's talking to this hooker like she's not dead. Right. <laughs> um, but then this this was where I, I took issue with some of the special effects in this movie. Because whoever did the special effects for this scene does not know how faces work. He rolls the hooker over and proceeds to peel her scalp and face and everything, everything. off. And underneath it is like this shriveled up mummy face. Yes. Like, that should just be a skeleton. That should just be like a skull with eyes in it. But it's got eyelids. Yep. And it, it, you know... <laughs> Whoever, yeah, whoever did this doesn't know how faces work. 
So by this time, he is going full Buffalo Bill. Yeah, he, he like nestles up, nestles to, her up to her face <laughs> and is like, you know, making a suit out of women's skin. Yep, because you see he's got not only her face, but her arms as mm-hmm. well. He's putting over, they're all and very poorly sewn together. Yes, very poorly sewn together. Um, and, and he puts on the skins like, ah, this really is clothing for the divine soul. Yeah. <laughs> and he licks his upper lip in a creepy way. Yes, very creepy way. <laughs> now we get to cut back to Heidi, who he for some reason didn't kill. She is back at her hotel, and she is mad that he got away, yep. <laughs> and she is still talking to his photo. Then we get a cut back to Carrie's house where Jeff shows up, and suddenly he's... Well, we also get the creepy manager looking through the people. Oh, yeah, there. yeah, we got more We got, we got more of Eddie peeping on her. Um, Jeff shows back up at the house and is suddenly madly in love with Carrie. That's that's like all there is happening there. Then we yeah, get... she said, well, she, he says, where is, where's Dennis at? Mm-hmm. And she's, and she's like, like, oh, he's he at work. Yeah, he's at work. He's at work. And this is where we get, we get a scene that's never going to fly today. Oh, yes. Oh, this scene goodness. would have not flown at all. We see Skinner at work, and he is in the locker room. And there's this guy. This His name is Earl. Earl. Black about, guy you know, who is going on and on about how what a boxer he could have been. Yeah, he's, he's punching the air, acting like a boxer. Tell me how good of a fighter he should have if he had only had a manager. Mm-hmm. Says he even could have taken out Mike Tyson. Yes, he said he could have beaten Mike Tyson. I think that was a Fresh Prince song once upon a time. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think I could beat I Mike Tyson. I think I Tyson. could beat Mike Tyson. Yes. I, had, I had that on CD a long time ago. And then, so, of course, Dennis is doing his creepy smile. Mm-hmm, creepy he just smiled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when Earl asks, why are you always smiling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's like, oh, it just doesn't hurt to smile or something, something stupid like that. And then, then Earl starts going on about, well, I used to see all these mental patients or all these yeah. patients at the state hospital. They smiling all the time, blah, 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 that blah. That scares me. That scares me. So obviously Skinner has his next victim in his sights. Yeah, because he does that. So Dennis makes fun of this guy's haircut. Yes. So this guy comes up and pushes dinner, Dennis into the locker. Mm-hmm. And then next week is like, we don't see him killing or stalking this guy. All we hear is this canned yelling noise echoing through the warehouse. And this next scene, I was like, holy hell, how did this make it past the censors? This is the one. Yeah, it's really this one. That one led up to it, but it's really this. He is pulling on a skin suit made out of Earl. Literal literal blackface yeah, and he, he's going around saying i could have knocked tyson out yeah he is he is talking in earl's voice basically his his rendition of earl's voice and it is not even politically correct in the nope, slightest nope nope and while he's and he's like walking around outside he's not even just in his little kill room anymore yeah. he is walking around and, outside and in that interview ted ramey talked about this was very uncomfortable even for him to film really which I, I can understand i can understand it too yeah, I would. I think I would. I would definitely have a problem filming something like this. So now we get the, we cut to, and instantly after that we instantly cut to this random girl having a fight with her boyfriend or something who just ditches her. Looks like nighttime. Looks like nighttime. <clears throat> He's like, just get the fuck out, get out of my car. And then she starts walking. And then she starts like walking, and it's daytime again. <laughs> and she sees Skinner standing against the wall, like he's wearing the suit, wearing the suit, face against the wall, and of course she, idiot horror movie side character like hey are you okay and that's when he turns around and face covered in blood face covered in blood he chases her like she screams like she's, and he's, screamed. he's wondering why yeah he's like, like oh he hey what's it. wrong yeah 
And um, somehow she is not able to get away from him. Like he was not even moving quickly. She should have been able to outrun him or something at least. But no, he hunts her down and finds her and just kills her. Well, he starts chasing her. He does more than that. He is talking like Earl. Yeah, he's talking like Earl the whole time. time. Saying, Earl's coming for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I'm coming together. Mm Mm-hmm. I sees you running. I starts to coming. Yeah. I mean, it's all kinds of. Yeah, oh my it, goodness! Yeah, you actually, you actually. Yes, turn on I, the... I put down the quotes because <laughs> you somewhere and I is gonna find you. Yeah, I sees you running and we starts the funning. Jeez Louise! <laughs> yeah, it, it's it was bad. It was really I had to bad. turn on the subtitles so I could get some of these because <laughs> I was like, holy shit! So, and then of course after he's done killing this girl, the. Security guard with the dog shows up looking for him. He takes part of the skin. He takes the hand of the of, of Earl's hand and just kind of throws it to the dog. And of course, the dog eats it. And but 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 my thought was so the dog so he's gonna let the dog take the skin back to the guard so he can see that there's like a severed human hand skin there. And again, how did he make it this long as a serial killer if he is this careless? I guess he's hoping the dog's just going to sit there and eat it, which apparently is what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just sat there and ate it up. Yeah. So he wears Earl's skin back to his house <laughs> and takes it off in the bathroom and is taking a bath. And But like, really? How are you going to clean up all that? And um, so we get another scene with Jeff. Jeff is home again. He just can't decide what kind of husband he wants to be. Because he's being an asshole again. Like, for no reason. He just walks in the door mad. Yep. From there, we get a scene with uh, back at the uh, the warehouse. The security guard is mad because someone poisoned the dog. He thinks, like, I don't know why the dog would get sick from eating skin like that. I don't know. And uh, But now he has a rifle. He has a this shitty old bolt-action World War II rifle. And, of course, rifle. he's wondering where Earl is. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, hey, where's Earl? Yeah, Which no. it seems like it's the very next day, but he's like, I haven't seen Earl in a few days. Yeah, there's no <laughs> sense of time in this movie. This could all happen in, like, a weekend for all we know. <laughs> then we get Heidi. She's dressing. Mm-hmm. She's leaving the room with her case of drugs. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to Carrie. She's crying on the couch when Dennis comes in in this mm, scene. Be- yeah, because she and Jeff are fighting again, obviously. Yep. So he sits down with her and she says, I just want to go to bed. And he just creepy stares at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just creepy as hell. Stares at her. But then um, we get to assume that she and Skinner slept together. Was I right in assuming that? I mean, he does go to her room. He does go he to her room. He has no shirt on. He's sitting on her bed. bed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. And the next time we see him, he is walking through, like, the water again, like, around in broad daylight, walking through this, like, little canal yeah. and talking to himself about their relationship. Like, right. oh, well, I don't know if I'm ready for this right now. <laughs> like, did you sleep with her? I'm saying, I gotta show her the real me if we're gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and again, this... Again, Heidi is sitting on the edge of the river. Under the overpass. Under the overpass, like 50 feet away. And first of all, it's broad daylight. He doesn't see her. And then instead of trying to kill him then and there, she just goes back to her hotel room. And we also find that the hotel manager is following her at this point. Yeah, the hotel manager is following her. Eddie followed her to... uh, So, to know who, who she's been stalking. He's waiting for her in the hotel room and he obviously wants her... Uh, so, um, but now we see that the side of her face is also all messed up. The left side of her face, for some reason, all the left stuff. Um, 
And Eddie is just really into her. But she, like, threatens to... Uh, th- she, like, threatens to, like, stab him with this needle full of something. We don't know what it is. Because right. because Eddie's all like, oh, well, I know where he is. I know the guy. I know you want... Yeah, she followed him. She followed him. He followed... Skinner mm-hmm. to figure out where to he was. To figure out where he was. He was so now yeah. he's like, oh, I got something you want, so I want you to sleep with me. Yep. So he gets down on his knees thinking he's going to please her. Mm-hmm. And that's when she, yes, pulls out the needle out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to Carrie looking for Dennis. Mm-hmm. And she, it's it's nighttime. She's looking downstairs. And Skinner shows up at home wearing someone else's skin. And it's just like, I wanted you to see the real me. Yep. <laughs> and he goes after Carrie. And then we see Eddie, the hotel manager, covered in blood, I crawling. Mean, I mean, everywhere. Like, what how is he still alive? <laughs> if he lost that much blood, and he's crawling out of the bathroom. Heidi and Jeff show up at the house at the same time, like yep. seconds apart. Yep. She goes in, and then here comes the truck. And here comes the truck. Up, yep. Pulling up. Yeah. And he's got flowers for Carrie. And he has flowers. He's back to, he's back to being yeah, back to being <laughs> the nice guy. And now. He's looking around for Carrie, and Heidi is like stalking him, and or something. And well, I thought she was just hiding at first, not knowing yeah, who it was coming in. Maybe, maybe. And uh, this is where we find out that she that her all of her hair is a wig, like her, her like she doesn't have any hair, and her face is all scarred up. And she tries to kill Jeff, or, or at least this is threatens- also where we find out that she's been tracking him for five. Yeah, years. Yeah, five what- years. She and this she, and she says she was the first victim. She was the first victim. Five years ago, so she has been tracking him for five years, and after seeing how terrible a job she does at at, at, at acting when she sees him, I can see why it took her five years to get this far. <laughs> I have so much issue with this woman. She tries to kill Jeff. She Jeff is like, where's my wife? And she's like, oh, Skinner has him. And he's like, and she's like, oh, I know where he works. And she's like, where is it? I'm not going to tell you. Like, this woman is trying to help you find your wife who might be being butchered right now. Right. And you're not going to tell her where she, where to find her? That is some pretty shitty logic. Yeah, like, he picks her up and drops her on the ground. Yeah. and then But then she trips <laughs> him and he falls down the stairs. And Skinner supposedly has Carrie. And Jeff doesn't want to take Heidi to him. Everyone in this movie is just utterly incompetent. I can't get over it. Skinner is the only... Well, he's the only semi-competent one (laughs) and so he is sitting there sharpening a knife skinner is sharpening a knife while talking to carrie she's no shirt on no shirt on she's tied up crying crying obviously and he's like you and your husband talked about me behind my back didn't you and she's like no no we didn't yeah you did don't lie to me he's like he he goes full bore insane a couple times this movie and he does a good job whenever he does that i think i think ted raimi might be the best um, might be the best actor in this movie. And then and this is where we get Jeff and Heidi. Jeff and Heidi. Busting through this factory wall or wherever part of, in, their, in his Mack in truck. In his Mack truck. Just, <laughs> and then, of course, the little security guard guy hears that, gets his gun, goes to see it. For some reason, Heidi stabs Jeff with that needle and injects it, and he just, like, goes to sleep. He's, like, just yeah. laying, laying there, like, help yeah. me, help me. When the... She says she wants Skinner to herself. Yes, she wants Skinner to herself. And this this, this is the part where I was just like, oh, my God, you are so stupid. <laughs> she opens the door, and there's Skinner, and she says, I finally found you. And I'm like, for the fourth time this movie, you <laughs> finally found him, you stupid. 
stupid person. Makes you wonder how how many times has she found him in the previous yeah. five years? Like she's like, probably been close. She's a probably bunch. been close. She's probably been like you know in the next apartment or something the whole time. <laughs> like you suck, Heidi. You really do. She should have just bought a gun because she's still trying to kill him with a syringe. Yeah. Well, and then she starts picking up his knives. Yeah. Then she and picks up one of his knives and, and throws he's getting it. mad. She's messing with his tools. And he's like, Heidi, don't touch my tools. You know I hate it when you do that. So <laughs> they're implying that there's some kind of a history between these two characters. So they go on this really short, really lame chase where he's like stalking her. And this. He does that weird scream. He does that weird scream thing again. And suddenly, like, he is like super stealthy. Like, he can walk on broken glass and not make a sound or or, or swing on a chain and not make a sound. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he jumps off that walkway he's on, uses a chain to help him go down. And doesn't make a sound. Without making a noise. That's what I. Yeah, yeah. Ricky or um, Carrie has to be like, look out! And And then. it, it just goes on. So he sneaks up on Heidi. Sneaks she, up on Heidi. She's able to turn quick enough, and she cuts his arm. Mm-hmm. And then she starts. She hits him a few more times. I don't think she cut him. Mm-hmm. And this is where the security guard shows up. Yes, little security guard with his shitty bolt action World War II rifle shows up, and just for like the first shot doesn't even hit either one of them. It hits the skin Car- suit he's got hanging. No, oh, it's oh, the skin suit oh, right. hanging there. Well, I thought the first shot, no, 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 no. Um, sorry. Heidi cut down. Yeah. Heidi Carrie. cut down Carrie. Yeah. So she's still laying there on the ground all, yeah. all tied up. The first shot hits one of the skin suits, knocks it onto Carrie and she's just screaming and screaming. And then he that. hits Dennis in the leg. The, yeah. Then he hits, then she was twi- he Heidi shoots twice. Twi- Heidi twice in the stomach. And they both kind of fall back onto this onto this table, and the camera pans back slowly while Skinner is going on about what's going to happen to him, what they're going to do to him in prison. Yeah, it tells her they love people. They like love him. people like they'll me do in prison. They'll tests on him, study him, and then they'll just let him go. And look, yeah, and and he's like, doesn't that make you want to scream? And then the camera, and then everything goes black, and you hear this blood curdling scream. And since I still had subtitles on at this point, that mm-hmm. music started. And it wasn't that heavy or anything, but the captions came up, intense rock music. <laughs> I laughed at that. I had a good laugh at that. I, I can see where having the Blu-ray of this movie would have been more interesting. I watched this on Amazon Prime. The The quality wasn't too bad. Well, the picture quality wasn't too bad. The quality of the movie, that is something something else. This, this movie, oh my god. I understand it's horror, it's cheap slasher horror, but so was Halloween. <laughs> so was Friday the 13th. I, I, now those are obviously, you know, this was 1993. You would think things like, I, I want to know what this movie's budget was because it was so low. Like, it's not like it had any big star power or anything. Not even that much in the way of special effects except for like one or two scenes. I just, I want to know how much this movie cost. In 1993 or whenever it was they made it. I don't know. But, I mean, Ricky Lake was a name at this point. She was? She had been... She had worked with John Waters in Hairspray. Okay. Crybaby. Mm-hmm. This was before Serial Mom, which was actually the first thing I saw her in. But, yeah, at least working with John Waters in two pretty decent-sized movies. Especially mm-hmm. Crybaby with Johnny Depp. Yeah, so. I, guess, I guess, like, she was the only... was She was obviously the only name I recognized on this on this movie, like, when I first saw it, the, the cover of it. And that was because she had her talk show. One of my all-time favorite songs is Pretty Fly for a White Guy by The Offspring. <laughs> and we all know there's that line that says, if uh, if you don't rate, just overcompensate, you know, you can always go on Ricky, Ricky Lake. Lake. That's right. <laughs> and I remember seeing, like, 
like commercials for her talk show when I was a kid. But all in all, this movie, this this is again, we talked about Bloodsport and it being good shit. I would still say this movie qualifies as good shit. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Over the top. Corny as all get out. It's just... And, and that's like one, part of the fun of horror movies for me is making fun of them. Yeah, that is like, fun. You, like, you know my girlfriend. She does not like any kind of gore or anything. But I got her to watch the original Halloween. And I had so much fun with her. Like, like her, her reaction at some of the characters' choices in this movie. I'm like, see, that's, that's the fun of horror movies is making fun of them. <laughs> so surprisingly, this is actually... One of my favorite undiscovered gems that I had never seen. I, really? I only, how, how recently have you did you see this or did you discover this movie? Earlier this year. Really? I picked it up at Mad Monster in February. Okay. I heard about it late last year. Was this like a bootleg DVD table? No, or? no this was the actual Severn Blu-ray. Okay. I heard they put it out. They put it out late last year. Mm-hmm. And of course, I heard it from, you know, I love Shockwave's podcast. Right, so right. Heard about it there, picked it up in February, probably watched it soon after. And I was actually, and I even told my friends, I was like, I'm surprised by how much I actually enjoyed this movie. I I know it's bad. Yeah. I, I don't care. I enjoy this movie. I enjoy it It's got too. stuff in it that could not be done in 2019. Mm-hmm. It's got stuff that makes you, it's uncomfortable to watch some. Like, mm-hmm. you look at it and you're like, oof, I don't feel right laughing at this, but I laughed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would say I enjoyed it. Just for being the horrible horror movie that it is, it's 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 what makes it's what makes horror movies fun. Because how many really good, like, well-made, critically acclaimed horror movies are there out there? Not many. Most of them. Are and if just, they are, they they say that they're not horror movies yeah. and try to give it a different label because yeah. they don't want to be associated. It's with It's like they horror. didn't want to call like what did they say? They said like Silence of the Lambs was psychological a psychological thriller. thriller. It wasn't horror. Get know? out. Yeah, get out. That was that was totally horror. Yeah, and they they say it's I don't even know some kind of thriller. Yeah, they don't want to associate it with horror because that's a bad stigma to have, I guess. Well, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about bad stigma? Tell them to go watch. Uh, tell them to go watch Deathbed. <laughs> like, I, I wonder if this is a movie like Deathbed that didn't really get released when it first came out, and then just later on, later on got a release on DVD or something. Yeah, I have no. Idea. I'd never heard of it till last year. I this movie obviously not was, heard of it yeah. either. And when you look it up on Wikipedia, there's like a little tiny blurb about it and nothing else. I was like, you know, some of the some of the characters in the cast and a brief synopsis, that's it. But uh, all in all, I would say yes. This was an enjoyable movie. It would be a lot of fun to watch with friends who also enjoy making fun of movies. Like, th- this is not a movie you can watch with logic in mind. Because like, oh, no. like I said... <laughs> I finally found you. Like, were your glasses at like lens crafters those other three times or something? Did you not have your contacts yeah, but, in? But if it's midnight and you got two or three of your friends around, you're gonna yeah. have a good time. You're gonna with have this a good movie. time. Have a few beers while you watch it or yeah. something. Oh yeah, you will have a very good time with this movie. So that wraps up episode six with Skinner. With Skinner, our first horror movie. So I'm going to have to find something else for you to watch next time. As it, I'm going to be very hard-pressed to not just make you watch animated movies all the time. Every other week. Every other week is a new animated movie. I, I'm serious. I think 
we I am going to run out of movies that you haven't seen long before you run out of movies that I haven't seen. So this is eventually going to become let's watch let's make Adam watch this this week podcast. <laughs> well, a lot of mine though I haven't seen either, so we'll go both okay. into a blind. Okay, fine. I have lots of crazy movies that I, I haven't even watched yet. I don't have a hard time. Do you own a, Do you own Cannibal Holocaust? A bootleg. A bootleg. <laughs> years ago, got that. Two thousand three, probably. Oh, jeez. Well. That wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far and you enjoyed it, please give us a like or a subscribe. Give us a review, a comment, anything you can leave. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about share, us. Share the page. We are We're on, on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Uh, I thought about trying to start up some kind of a YouTube channel, but that might be difficult. I don't, I don't know how we would do that. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But in the meantime, until next time... Whether you are in the theater or in your car, always be sure to check your blind spots.